Hey guys, welcome to Wrestling Days and welcome to Wrestling Days Reviews. Uh, a big, big apology if you are joining us on YouTube. Uh, this is heavily delayed, delayed by about half an hour. Um, the White Rabbit video just took absolutely forever. It is so complex and so detailed. Um, it's got more images in it than I think we've ever had in any other White Rabbit video. It's got more kind of branches to this one than I think any other one. It feels like these most recent two have been the two most complex, most complicated, most in-depth. Uh, I don't know if it's because we've just waited a little bit longer to do the video and so there's been more found but um, yeah, if you get a chance to watch it, watch it because there's no way that we're going to be able to go into that level of detail in this raw review. Um, and there's no point going into that level of detail when I've literally just done a video on it. So that is uh, that is out there. It's about 15 minutes long. Um, I, it, yeah, it's it's detailed. It's really, really detailed. So it's everything I know so far about this week's clue. I've, it's just everything in there. So that's why we're delayed. I already pushed this back to uh, like 15 minutes later than usual. I thought that would be enough, but it was, it was nowhere near enough. It was absolutely nowhere near enough. So I do apologize for that. Obviously, this is the final week of the White Rabbit stuff. And um, you, you know what I'm going to say. I think it's been fantastic. I've really enjoyed like decoding it and spending this time with you guys and kind of ripping it apart and looking into it. Um, it is a massive distraction to the show. You know I'm going to say that. Um, it's really hard to watch the show and do the White Rabbit stuff. It feels like you need to do one or the other. Uh, obviously, we can't ignore it. Um, you know, I, I know where people's interest is. If you look at the views that the watch-alongs get, they tend to get about fifteen to 20,000 views. We did a White Rabbit video the other day that got 40,000 views. So, you know, it, it, it's quite clear where people's interest uh, lies it lies in this white rabbit stuff that is the conversation right now this is the final week of it uh i will miss it i won't miss being so heavily distracted and certainly won't miss uh messing you guys around and turning up to these reviews as late as what i am so um yeah it's going to be a bit bittersweet i would kind of like it to stay around but maybe just be uh, uh, in a different place or at a different time or Maybe they drop it right at the end of the show or I don't know. I don't know quite how they could do it going forward. Obviously, if this is the last week of White Rabbit stuff, and we think it is because a lot of the clues point towards Bray uh, and it point towards Bray, but point towards Bray being at Extreme Rules. That's this Saturday. Uh, it would feel like this is the final week. Obviously, we could be going into some new Funhouse episodes uh, that is obviously going to have a few Easter eggs and hidden things that I'm sure will be decoded and need to be decoded. But hopefully it just won't be as heavy and won't be as deep and won't be as detailed as this, because this is crazy. This is crazy. For an example, uh, one of the pictures on this week's clue, if you looked at it on a mobile device, it revealed one thing. If you looked at it on desktop, it revealed a different thing. So you actually needed to look at it on two different devices. That's the level of detail. That's the level of depth that this has gone into. It's it's insane. It's insane. 
So, uh, yeah, very, very creative, though. Uh, got to give props to Bray or whoever it is that's uh, driving this because, I mean, it's one thing to do QR codes and have, like, you know, little interactive games, but to have URLs and source codes and things that, uh, you know, uh, unravel and decode on a desktop, but then it does something different on a mobile device, like, that's crazy. That's crazy. So big shout out to... Uh, uh, Bray and whoever has been behind this. But let's talk about this week's Raw. Obviously, we uh, I don't have the images again because you would have waited at least another half an hour uh, for me to have uploaded the images, even though I've got them all. But uh, we're going to run through this. I've got uh, 411 Mania just to uh, fill in any gaps again. I think I did a better job today of making notes and my notes being a bit more uh, detailed than uh, I've been able to get. So I feel quite good that we've covered everything or that we're going to cover everything. But uh, yes, I've got it here for support anyway. Uh, it is just worth noting that they have scored the show a 6.5. Uh, they say that this was a go home. It felt like a go home. And I must admit, uh, the first clue doesn't really, or the QR code, the white rabbit clue doesn't drop until about an hour into the show. And I must admit, it does feel like a go home up until that point as well. Uh, the, the open is a Judgment Day promo. And um, Finn Balor's a bit hit and miss with his promos. At one point, I think he even says last night instead of last week. And he even, he has to say like, look, you've got me so flustered. I'm saying last night and I mean last week. And he kind of got himself a bit thrown off. And... Some of the stuff he says lands and it's good. Some of the stuff just doesn't seem to have much impact. I don't know if it's the camera work. Like sometimes maybe they should zoom in and go close on him when they're like got a wide shot. There was a couple of times where he said some like great lines and where I felt they needed to really go in and zoom in and get the impact. They were actually quite wide and I felt that it took a bit of the impact away. So some of it might be like just the camera work not being quite right. Some of it is definitely his delivery. But uh, yeah, this was very hit and miss from Finn Balor. Uh, Dominic did something pretty good. I'm going to praise Dominic here. The crowd, when Dominic was about to talk, started chanting, who's your daddy? He turned around to him and went, I'll tell you who's not my daddy, Ray Mysterio. And he went on. He did not allow the crowd to throw him off. He came across as very confident um, he had a, an answer for them. I mean, look, he's got to know who's your daddy chants are going to break out. So I'm sure he was prepared for it. It's not like a chant that's come out of nowhere. How do I react to this? This is what people have been chanting to him for a few weeks now. So, But it didn't throw him off. It's not like he just had some pre-prepared notes and he just stuck to those. Like he played off the crowd. He turned to them. He interacted with them. He bounced off them. He came across as confident. I thought that was good from Dominic. Uh, he didn't say much. There was nothing really more added to it than that, but praise where it's due. Uh, one of the other things as well is that when Dominic and Rhea come down, there's a moment where they're quite close. I think it's like when they're posing on the edge of the ring. I really want her to give him like a kiss on the cheek. I know that that sounds lame and cringe, but I really think their dynamic is one of the most interesting aspects of Judgment Day right now. I don't know that Damian Priest is all that interesting. I think Finn Balor's quite interesting as a person, but his promos are a bit hit and miss. I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of like him with AJ. Seeing him and AJ because of their history is interesting. So there's some up there. 
But I think it's undeniable that it's the relationship between Rhea and Dominic that really grabs the most people. That's what really grabs people's interest. So, yeah, I just wanted to see her give him a little peck on the cheek, whatever. But we never got that. So my heart was broken. Um, Dominic was talking about how uh, Judgment Day are his family now. Um, and, you know, that basically led to uh, Ray and AJ coming down. This led to our first match. So our first match was Judgment Day taking on AJ Styles and Rey Mysterio. Um, we got, uh, it was quite a long match. It went for uh, over 10 minutes. And uh, obviously commercial breaks in there as well. Uh, we got a moment where Dominic again was goading Ray. He was like wanting Ray to hit him. And uh, Ray just won't do it. Uh, Rhea Ripley clotheslines uh, Ray. You know, Ray gets distracted. Uh, coup de gras um, finishes the uh, match. And so it's a win for Judgment Day. Uh, I can tell you that after the match, AJ, very frustrated with Ray Mysterio, actually turns on Ray. Now, I thought this was very interesting. AJ was wearing black ring gear. And that was interesting because we'd been talking just before about could we see AJ being in Judgment Day? There was an excellent point made saying um, someone said that they couldn't quite see it. And I don't disagree with them. I think his ring gear when he wears white and black works. And I think I can see that and him being in Judgment Day wearing that. But I don't disagree AJ Styles being in a suit, standing next to Damian Priest and Finn Balor. I am struggling to see that as well, to be honest. But I, that doesn't mean that it can't happen. It's just, uh, yeah, it would. something about it doesn't feel quite right. But um, I like him in black and white ring gear. And that's actually what he was wearing here, which I thought was interesting. I think, uh, you know, people tend to choose ring gears and the T-shirts they wear and how they look on international TV for a reason. There's normally a reason behind things. And I just wondered if this was a sign that he was starting to turn heel or starting to embrace his darker side and uh, lo and behold at the end of the match he turns on Ray and attacks Ray and um that felt like it was him joining Judgment Day but then Judgment Day attack AJ Styles which I just thought was crazy I thought that uh, this was going to be them welcoming AJ into the fold but they attack him what's interesting is when they're attacking him Finn Balor is saying I'm the only friend you've got. You need to start listening to me. So he's kind of beating him up, but he's kind of beating sense into him in a way. So I still haven't lost hope that AJ joins Judgment Day. Uh, again, I know people are quite split on that. I think that if Bray's coming in and we're going to get a Wyatt family, I think he's going to go after Judgment Day. And so you're going to need a strong Judgment Day. And Dominic, Damien, and Finn, I just don't think is going to be enough. So that's why I think AJ joining does make sense. So just something to uh, uh, think about and bear in mind. Um, after that, we then went to our next uh, match. Our next match was Bobby against uh, Mustafa Ali. This was after a little backstage segment uh, where Ali had you know, gone up to Bobby and said he's tired of waiting. That led to uh, this match. This match went for just over 11 minutes. Hurt Lock got applied. Ali didn't tap. He passes out. And that's the end of the match, basically. Uh, it was all right. This match was all right. I probably preferred it to the first match. Um, yeah, I thought it was all right. This then led to Seth Rollins attacking Bobby Lashley. 
So Seth, who was wearing, quite interestingly, a red and purple, it wasn't really a suit. It was like a jacket and pants. Um, he came out and it was red and purple. The two lights, the two colored lights that are connected with White Rabbit. So when White Rabbit tends to play, it ends with a red light and like a purple light. We believe that's Bray and Alexa. Uh, it's just interesting that um, this is what Seth was wearing. He was wearing, it was a very interesting color combination. It's not a color combination you tend to see. And he wears it now during this White Rabbit stuff. Maybe that's Seth just getting involved. Could could just be that Seth wanting to, you know, people to be talking about him. But he was wearing red and purple. I didn't really get anything out of it more than that. I think it was probably Seth just wanting to be part of the conversation. But he attacks Bobby. He curb stomps Bobby. And um, basically, we are going to get them to, I think they said next week, uh, we're going to be getting um, Bobby and Seth one more time. Obviously, we had it before and uh, Riddle got involved. So, um, yeah, it looks like we're on a collision course uh, for those two. This then led to uh, Seth and Riddle face-to-face. -face. This was all right, actually. There was some good stuff here. Uh, the, there was a no-contact clause, like they couldn't touch each other, but they were right face-to-face. -face. And uh, basically, Riddle came down. He was trying to get the crowd to sing Bro, but to Seth's theme, and it didn't really work. Seth turned around and said, that's nice singing. Do you sing like that to your kids? Oh, sorry, you can't, can you? Because you're not allowed to see them. Ooh, some kill shots in here. There was some uh, digs, some real personal stuff. I'm surprised that Riddle's allowing these things to be said. Obviously, he can't touch Seth. If he does, the match would be off because they've got a big match at Extreme Rules, the Fight Pit match. It's been announced that Daniel Cormier is going to be special guest referee. And he was actually on the Titan Tron. He wasn't there, but he was on the Titan Tron. He kind of introduced himself to the WWE uh, audience. He said that he has got a connection to Riddle because Riddle used to be in the UFC. So he's part of the fraternity. Uh, and he said, look, Seth, you know that I've got a lot of respect for you. There's a video doing the rounds. WrestleMania 31, when Seth cashes in, Cormier is in the crowd jumping for joy, like absolutely loving it when Seth has his moment and gets that big cash in at WrestleMania 31. Cormier is a lifelong WWE fan. If you don't know Daniel Cormier, he is a former light heavyweight champion, former heavyweight champion. He won belts in two different uh, weight classes. He is regarded as one of the uh, greatest MMA UFC fighters of all time. He's in their Hall of Fame. He uh, was meant to have a fight against Brock Lesnar. And there's rumors that we might get Cormier Brock Lesnar at Crown Jewel this year. So just be aware of that. During this match, at the end of it, we might get Brock interfering. Uh, we might get Brock interfering. Or we might get Brock on a Raw or something in the future calling out Cormier. But uh, yeah, there could be more to Cormier coming in. Because Dave Meltzer reported that they could be building towards... Brock Cormier at Crown Jewel. So uh, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, he's a lifelong fan. He's in the Hall of Fame for the UFC. He's a two-weight division uh, champion. Uh, he's cool. <laughs> he's cool. He is uh, definitely going to bring credibility. But I, I don't know if WWE fans will be aware of him. So it's hard to know what kind of reaction he'll get. But he's legit, man. He's legit. He's really cool. He is regarded as one of the greatest UFC fighters of all time. 
And as I said, he was meant to have a fight with Brock, but it never came off. So, so yeah, he was just saying a few words about how he's going to call it down the middle uh, and uh, fight pit match and all of that. So that was uh, that. Um, then we went forwards and uh, we got Candice and Dakota. Now, it was just before this that the QR code dropped. So this is when I was starting to get lost, to be honest. So um, just after this segment, we saw Candice and Dakota. Well, we saw Candice backstage. This is when the QR code dropped. So that's when everyone went white rabbit crazy. Uh, once we come back from the commercial break, we have Candice against uh, Dakota. And uh, we had um, a distraction. This allowed uh, Dakota, I believe, to get the victory. So uh, it was 10 minutes 42. Um, 411 Mania, I'm just going to read this because obviously I didn't get a chance to watch all the match. So uh, they scored the match a C. They said they're a bit surprised that Larray uh, took a fall here until you realize that Dakota Kai is a newcomer as well. So it is true. Both of these are newcomers. Um, she has a title, but she's only been on the main roster for a little over two months. The match was decent, like you would expect from Candice and Dakota. Uh, but Larray losing so soon is weird. Uh, and so that's what they say, basically. Backstage, Johnny Gagano runs into The Miz. The Miz is out cold on a uh, travel case. Uh, Gagano uh, wakes him up. And when he comes to, there's uh, a picture of him with uh, Dexter Loomis. Uh, that was quite interesting because as Johnny was backstage and walking, you could see Loomis with Miz. And then, like, Johnny stops, and when he goes back, Dexter Loomis had gone, and uh, it was just Miz lying on this trunk, passed out, and there was a, a draw in. And when Miz came to, uh, he looked at it, and it was a, a picture of him with uh, Dexter Loomis. Now, I didn't I didn't get any info, or I didn't hear any info that this is building towards a match at Extreme Rules, but I was expecting that. Either a match next week or a match at Extreme Rules, this feud has clearly not finished between Dexter and The Miz. But yeah, I, I don't know if that passed me by. 411 Mania have not said anything. So that's something I might have to just look into, but I certainly don't remember seeing any graphics or anything. So that seems like we're still not sure where that's heading at the moment. Um, right, uh, then they spoke about Antonio Inoki, of course. Uh, awful, awful news uh, about uh, Antonio Inoki. Um, obviously, Japanese legend, one of the most important professional wrestlers in the history of wrestling, uh, probably the most famous Japanese wrestler, him or Giant Baba, uh, passing away. Uh, very, very sad news. I don't know if you saw, but there is a video doing the rounds of his final words, or maybe not his final words, but his final words to us. Uh, he's in what looks to be like a hospital bed or his bed at home. He's obviously not in a great shape. I haven't had a chance to um, listen to it because it dropped just before the Raw watch along, but I know... I don't know if all of it is, but part of it is talking about climate change and how we need to look after and, and look after the planet better. Um, so that is definitely something to seek out and see what Antonio Inoki's kind of final words to us are. And um, I think I did retweet it. If I didn't, I will after this. But uh, yeah, there is a video doing the rounds. Uh, next up, then, we have got Otis and uh, Johnny Gagano. This went for just over five minutes. Uh, the world's strongest slam uh, wins it for Otis. There's a lot of uh, outside interference 
You've got the likes of Theory on the outside. Obviously, Chad Gable's out there. Um, this is what 411 Mania said. They said C+. For this, Otis gets some serious protection around here from being able to knock Braun Strowman down to beating Gagano. I can see the potential in Otis as a monster, but there's only so much you can do as the second of someone whose entire deal is being an obnoxious guy who makes annoying sounds. Good big versus little match here, but the result is a little bit weird. So just saying again, another result that's strange. Dakota beating Candice earlier, a little bit strange. Now Otis beating Johnny, little bit strange. Obviously, there's more to this, though. A lot of outside interference, a lot of uh, distractions and things. Uh, they start beating up on Johnny. That brings down Braun Strowman. Strowman, who was advertised for tonight anyway, so it wasn't a big surprise. Uh, he was going to be in action against uh, Chad Gable. So he comes storming down. Uh, this match goes for seven minutes. Um, and uh, Strowman boots uh, Chad in the face, hits him with a powerbomb and gets the pin uh, just over seven minutes. Uh, again, 4-1-1 Mania scoring that a C. So uh, they were not massively uh, impressed with that. Um, we went backstage and we saw Bobby Lashley. He was in like a medical room. Obviously, he'd been attacked after his match. Uh, and he said that he's going to get revenge against Seth Rollins. We're starting to get uh, towards the end kind of of the show. I think we're into like about the final hour now. So we've got a uh, contract signing. Uh, then we've got uh, uh, Solo Sokoa against Angelo Dawkins. Uh, and then we've got the main event. So that's where we are in the show. So contract signing. We had Bailey and Bianca come out. Um, th this was interesting because on the back of the clipboard for Corey Graves was the second QR code. Uh, I believe it was still the same, took you to the same place as the first one. But uh, it was just on the back of the clipboard. A couple of ladders in the ring. There was uh, a table in there as well for the contract signing. Of course, this goes and ends in a brawl. So uh, there's a big brawl. We go backstage. We see that uh, Asuka and Alexa are being beaten up by EO and uh, Dakota. In the ring, uh, that's when Bailey attacks Bianca. So there's fighting absolutely everywhere. It basically ends with um, Asuka down in a lot of pain. Did wonder if she might be out of action for a little while because they seem to do a number on Asuka. So that was noteworthy. Um, not really much to this, to be honest. The bits that I caught uh, was like Bianca saying to Bailey, you didn't evolve. You just started to show the real you. Um, and because, you know, like Bailey was talking about how she cared about what the fans thought, but she learned to evolve and she doesn't care what they think now. And she's in a better place. Bianca kind of coming back saying you didn't evolve. You just showed us who the real you is. So uh, that's what they were saying. Big brawl. That's how that uh, ended. Um, nice segment as Belair was a lot more serious in the bigger moments, says 411. It was fine. Uh, Angelo Dawkins taking on Solo Sokoa. Uh, so we got this match. This went for uh, about 12 minutes. Uh, Sokoa using the distraction to hit the spear wing kick and a spinning solo for the pin. So Solo Sokoa getting the victory uh, over Dawkins. Uh, there was a lot of outside interference, a lot of distractions by uh, the Usos and by Sammy. Uh, they're saying that this is one of the most interesting things in WWE. Uh, obviously, uh, the whole Sammy and Bloodline story. 
Um, it is it is interesting because um, we know that next week Roman is going to be on Raw. So obviously we don't know what that's going to lead to. Next week is the DX anniversary Raw as well. So 25 years of DX. And we've got uh, Roman on the show. So yeah, lo lo loads happening around Bloodline and Raw next week in particular. Uh, Austin Theory is happy with Otis and promises to take out Johnny Gagano on SmackDown. Uh, the banged up Chad Gable approved. So that was a little uh, backstage uh, segment. We also got uh, Edge talking uh, uh, about, obviously, his match against Finn that's coming up this weekend uh, against ex um, at Extreme Rules. And then that took us to the main event. The main event went for about 9 minutes 14. Uh, 411 Mania score it a C plus. So none of the matches tonight really got you know, into the B grade, certainly nowhere near an A grade. Um, and this was Alexa against EO. Alexa demanded EO after that attack earlier, after the contract sign in. Um, and it basically went uh, nine minutes, 14. And um, it was EO that uh, gets the victory. She gets the moonsault and the pin. And uh, basically it ends with Bailey and damage control standing on a ladder, holding all the belts, and that's how the show came to an end. It is worth mentioning that in the crowd there was someone holding a sign that said White Rabbit, but using the letters from uh, Bray Wyatt, you can actually take the letters of Bray Wyatt and rearrange them so that you get two words that when you read them out say White Rabbit. They're not spelt White Rabbit, but you can get it so that it when you read it, it says White Rabbit, and someone had that on a sign. Uh, there was someone in the crowd as well that was uh, wearing a fiend mask and taking it off. Don't That could have just been a fan, but it, it really stood out to people on social media. Uh, so we had that as well. There was other White Rabbit signs in the crowd that I noticed. A lot of people saying there was a lot of people with Lily dolls in the crowd. During Alexa's match, the screen went like a pink purple type color. So that seemed to be affecting everyone. I don't think it was a transmission thing. It seemed to affect everyone. So that certainly uh, grabbed people's attention. So yeah, there was uh, so much. There was so much. And on top of all of that, on top of all of that, we also had um, obviously the White Rabbit stuff to try and decode as well at the same time. So yeah, just a lot going on. A lot, lot going on. What I want to do is just read you the 411 uh, Mania conclusion. A massive shout out to them. Um, I do sometimes read their reviews uh, after shows. To be honest, I don't tend to do it all that often because I've seen the show myself. But when it comes to shows like this where I feel like I just need a few gaps plug in, um, it's nice to know mainly what they thought of the matches. I've got the whole structure of the show written down. But um, yeah, it's hard for me to know exactly how good the matches were. So it just kind of plugs the gaps, knowing, you know, other people's perspectives. And obviously we'll get to your perspective in a second. Uh, but let me give you their conclusion so that uh, we can just get a nice overall picture. So uh, they gave it a 6.5. This was one of the most right in the middle shows I can remember from any promotion in a long time. All of the matches were in the same range. And whilst there were some good promos, Extreme Rules just isn't feeling big. Don't know about that. I really don't know about that. I think uh, the Fight Pit match is very exciting with Riddle and Seth. 
So I think that feels big. I think Liv and Ronda, because it's the rematch from SummerSlam, and now it's got extreme rules stipulation. I think that feels big. Uh, Brawling Brutes and Imperium. I mean, it's going to be a good match, but I can understand that not feeling big. So, so-so. Drew against Carrion. That's had a um, an all right build. This is a big match for Carrion, and it's going to be a strap match. So that's going to be interesting. Does that feel big? Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe. Maybe I can I can understand that one not seeming so big. Uh, what's the other match? It's the Bailey Bianca match, isn't it? Ladder match, and I think that's the first ever women's one-on-one -on -one ladder match. Does that feel big? It feels big to me. I think they've done a good job of building that one up. I mean, this show ended with Bailey uh, grabbing Bianca's belt and standing at uh, top of the ladder, holding the belt up. So, I mean, look, is it's definitely missing Roman. It's missing that big. WWE Championship match. I think it's a really good card. I think it's debatable as to whether it feels big or not. I think the White Rabbit stuff makes it big. I, I think the excitement going into this is all about White Rabbit. But not only that, I think the card's really good. And I think there are some big matches on there. I think Bianca Bailey's big. I genuinely do. I think that's big. I think the fight pit is big. Seth Riddle has had uh, a decent build to it. And we're bringing in Daniel Cormier and we're uh, showing off a fight pit. So, yeah, I, I I don't know. I think that's debatable. I think that's debatable. Uh, the fact I'm only somewhat sure of what the main event is going to be should tell you a lot about the pay-per-view. This show doesn't make me want to see it much more. And while it was completely okay, there was nothing here that you really needed to see. That's the most interesting line for me. The last line of their review, there was nothing here that you really needed to see. Which, to be honest, is probably true. I mean, thinking back to it, I can't really recall anything that you really needed. Outside of the White Rabbit stuff, I agree there probably wasn't anything on this week's show you really needed to see. So that is uh, the review of uh, Raw. It's going to be interesting to see what you lot have got to say. Let's uh, jump over to the chat right now, shall we? Uh, Days, are you doing Extreme Rules? Absolutely. Yeah, we're doing it this weekend. So uh, uh, Pyro, uh, we will be doing that. Uh, Days, did you notice on the pink screen there is a circle besides the WWE logo? I did, yes. I actually didn't know if that was part of BT's logo, if they'd put it there or or what it was. So I'd be interested to know if it was there for people watching on USA Network. But uh, yes, I did notice on the BT one down in the bottom right corner, there was a little circle. There didn't appear to be anything to it. It just seemed to be a circle. I'm not sure why it was there. It wasn't even the, the circle with the hollow middle, you know, because that's kind of Bray's thing. It wasn't even that. It was a full circle, like fully colored in. Which, I don't know. I, I don't know what that was means. I don't know what that was. Uh, Morgan, shout out to you. Said, I wonder if Gacy is a double meaning, Joe Gacy and John Wayne Gacy. He would dress as a clown to get close to victims and betray them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be, it could be that it relates to John Wayne Gacy and not to Joe Gacy. And Joe Gacy could just have been given, you know, a heads up and could be... 
you know, told that this clue today is going to be Gacy or be a part of it, people will go to your Twitter account. Can you do this and this to it or something? Um, but yeah, Gacy could have uh, a few different meanings. I mean, we've seen things that have uh, been like that, that when you dig into them, like really, you know, they've got a few different meanings to them. So uh, yeah, I wouldn't put that, uh, uh, I wouldn't put that theory uh, uh, past anyone. I think that's got a good chance of uh, being true. Uh, Gwen said, I'm not sure about the show. It felt flat. I'm excited for Extreme Rules, uh, somewhat being extreme, but Raw did not improve my hype, says Gwen. Uh, Miguel said, that will be better if WWE get more matches. Nicholas said, when Dexter was watching The Miz in the locker room, the room Dexter was hiding in was fully illuminated as red. That's so behind Dexter, the room that he was coming out of was red. That's interesting. I like that. Uh, Mitchell said, why do you think go-home shows are lacking? I remember a time when WWE's go-home shows were can't miss. Uh, I don't think they've been that way for a long, long time, to be honest. I mean, since we've been doing our watch-longs going back to, say, 2019, go-home shows have, have had that reputation. So uh, I've kind of felt that way about go-home shows for a long, long time. But uh, since we've been doing it, like, it's just become a real pattern. And, you know, uh, we always say going into a go-home show, this is a go-home show, but we might get something. Like, we tend to go into it on a bit of a downer. We kind of, if you've been watching the channel and been watching the watch-alongs for a long time, you'll know that, like, that's how we go into them. We go into them a bit deflated, a bit, like, not expecting much. The the reason is because everything's done. There's nothing left to do. There's no swerves left. Like you've you've done your story. You've announced the match. What's left to do apart from just like beat each other up? Like there's not really anything left to do. There's no other swerves that are left. So I, I don't know if it's just the case that they don't plan the stories to include that this week. Like, they don't really plan anything special for this week. It's literally just brawl and show the graphic and it's done. I mean, it's just, it's flat. It's flat for that reason. There's nothing to really add to the feuds. And then, uh, obviously, the other stories that are happening are very secondary and they don't really want those to take the focus. You're not going to put a massive story on this show that's going to have everyone talking about it that's going to distract from extreme rules. Like you're not going to do something huge with Miz and Dexter this week. That's going to distract. And like, people are going to talk about that instead of extreme rules. You want everyone focused on extreme rules and the extreme rules build is done. It's, it's done. So yeah, I mean, it, it just is what it is, but at least we've had like the white rabbit stuff and that's been obviously huge. So that's uh, played a massive part, and that's massively helped. Uh, is there a chance that they're moving Asuka and Bliss out the way so that Belair will be alone at Extreme Rules, which could make way for Banks and Naomi to show? Uh, potentially, yeah, potentially. That, I mean, they did get beaten down at the end. Obviously, uh, Asuka was beaten up quite badly backstage. She came, like, hobbling down. She got took out real easy, uh, and Alexa was beaten down. So... Nothing has been announced that their injuries are so severe that they, you know, can't now be at Extreme Rules. 
Um, so we haven't had anything like that. We are expecting them to be there because it is Bianca against Bailey. I think you'd have to be very foolish to think that EO and Dakota are not going to get involved. Of course, they're going to get involved. So expect EO and Dakota to get involved. So that means that Asuka and Alexa uh, should be expected to be there to kind of, you know, even up the scores, even up the numbers. But yeah, you're absolutely right. There's every chance we get to Extreme Rules or even find out via social media that Asuka and Alexa are not going to be able to attend. Like they need to tend to their injuries that they suffered on Raw and maybe that does open up the prospect, the opportunity of uh, Sasha and Naomi coming back. It was something we touched on in our Extreme Rules predictions that we did yesterday. We did mention the fact that Sasha and Naomi could get involved in that match. Um, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Joseph said, I think Alexa will join Bray because when Alexa was in the ring, the screen went purple. And a couple of weeks ago, the White Rabbit song was playing. Uh, at the end, the lights went purple for a second. Where is Candice uh, uh, Gagano? So Candice was on the show. She uh, had a match with Dakota this week. So uh, she was on uh, Raw this week. Uh, Mr. DXZ said, did you see that Joe Gacy tweeted the lyrics to a song called Fiend? I, I didn't. I saw that he had sent a tweet out whilst I was recording the last video. Um, I have not had a chance to have a look at it. So if it relates to the lyrics to a song called Fiend, that's very interesting. And uh, I will try and look into that after. Uh, if Malachi was to come back to WWE, could he fit in with Judgment Day? Um, yep, yep, he could fit in with Judgment Day. Uh, I Difficult, because I think if he comes back, he is going to be a decent-sized star. Uh, Judgment Day don't really have leaders. Uh, I, don't know. I mean, Finn and Malachi, yeah. I mean, look, I, I'm saying that we could get Finn and AJ. Finn and Malachi, you could go that way. You could go that way. Yeah, he could fit in with Judgment Day. I don't know. There's, there's something about Judgment Day just does not feel right. Like, I'm thinking about Finn and Malachi, and it doesn't sit quite right. And I'm thinking about Finn and AJ, and it doesn't seem to sit quite right. There's something about them that's just not quite right. There's something about them. I can't quite put my finger on it. Uh, that's not quite right. I don't know if it's because they're all a bit awkward. I don't know if it's because there's not really a leader. In a way, it feels like it's Finn Balor. He tends to be in that kind of leader role. But as we've said before, uh, Finn did say there is no leader of Judgment Day. So I don't know. Perhaps that's playing on my mind. He could go into it, though. Definitely he's got the look to go into it. But don't know. I don't know. I don't know if we'd get a power struggle. And we might even get the same if we get Finn and AJ joining forces. We might get a power struggle. Uh, uh, are you unaware that he has retired? What's that in relation to? Did you see Joe Gacy's lyrics? Oh, we spoke about that. Uh, I like the Braun Strowman match, said uh, Legend Killer. Uh, right. Well, I'll tell you what, let's have a look and go to the raw rating and see what people have got to say. So I've had uh, a few responses. Obviously, we're a bit later getting to this than usual. So a few less responses than usual means that the score, well, the score overwhelmingly is actually at an eight. I personally think that's too high. I don't I don't think there's anything on this show. I mean, maybe White Rabbit has pushed that up, but 
I don't think there was anything on this show that was essential or I don't think this is a crazy show at all. So uh, I I agree probably with 411. I'd probably be about 6.5. But um, quite clearly, the majority have gone with an 8 uh, score. So that is going to be the community score for this week. Uh, right, favorite part, White Rabbit and Seth and Matt face-to-face. -face. Uh, White Rabbit, Bloodline with uh, Sokoa's match, Bobby versus Ali. Uh, Mustafa Ali finally getting some uh, TV time. White Rabbit, uh, White Rabbit, Gable suplex in Braun. Uh, Seth and Riddle promo. Finn's encounter with AJ after the match, brackets possible AJ heel turn. Uh, Daniel Cormier against Brock Lesnar. Uh, Dom's confidence. Street Profits and Bloodline backstage segment. White Rabbit hints, and that's about it. White Rabbit, Seth and Riddle, and the beatdown at the end. Uh, I just saw Damage Control attack Alexa. Ask her backstage, uh, says Hayden. Uh, Bloodline, they're always fun to watch, said Casey. Um, right, let's go back up and see what people didn't enjoy. Um, AJ and Ray versus Judgment Day. Go ask Alice how the White Rabbit stuff takes away from the rest of Raw. I agree with that. No one came out to save uh, Alexa, Asuka, and Bianca. It's funny, actually, because no one came out to save AJ Styles earlier, and we were talking about that. Uh, Rey Mysterio, Alexa being beaten up by Bailey and her friends. Uh, the main event, unfortunately. Uh, the QR code thing is cool, but I am ready for it to stop now. Damage control, commercials, main event, Candice uh, losing. Uh, three hours, uh, Raw is a joke. I think Raw and SmackDown has hit a little bit of a wall. Uh, White Rabbit stopping soon will solve that a little bit. Latluster matches throughout the card. Not a fan of Braun's involvement. Nothing made me excited for Extreme Rules. Uh, it feels leaves me feeling very meh. Finding out I've got to wait another week for the DX segment. There we go. Uh, let's go back to the chat then. So I, I do think an eight is quite quite high. But I mean, look, that's the score that people have given it. Uh, who is Daniel Cormier? Yeah, he's a former light heavyweight and heavyweight uh, champion in UFC. Is in their Hall of Fame and is uh, is a big is a big name. Is a big name if you're into uh, UFC. Uh, did you notice Seth Rollins' attire uh, was purple and red? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Mitchell said it's because Judgment Day was clearly made for Edge and the creative was all him. Finn has been given something he didn't create and expected to try and make it his own. Do you know what? That's true, actually. That You might have nailed it, Mitchell. It's a really, really good point. Finn has been parachuted in and dropped into something that's not really intended for him. And he's having to try and make something work that, yeah, it's just not really for him, is it? Uh, it's Edge's thing and it's Edge's faction. And yeah, they've they've gone in a direction that I don't think they ever intended to go in. And I don't know, it just doesn't quite work. It doesn't quite fit uh, at the moment. So yeah, good point. Good, good point. Uh, what was DC's last fight in UFC? Uh, I think it was against Stipe Miocic, if my memory serves me correct. He had a trilogy against uh, Stipe. Stipe is regarded as the greatest UFC heavyweight of all time, and DC beat him. 
and won the heavyweight championship from him. It was a big win that was for Cormier. And then in the rematch, uh, Stipe won, got the belts back. And then they did a third match, a third fight. And sadly for DC, he lost that. So uh, it was a win in the end for Stipe. Uh, but Cormier won the first one. Big win for him. But uh, Stipe uh, won the second and the third. So, yeah. But, I mean, what what's crazy is that, you know, DC was a light heavyweight champion. Had a wonderful feud with John Jones, one of the most iconic in uh, the history of UFC. Won the light heavyweight championship, went up to heavyweight, beat the man that's regarded as the greatest uh, in the heavyweight division of all time. And, you know, two weight, two weight division champion. And DC, you can hear him quite often on commentary. So he's, he's, he's big. I mean, he used to do a podcast with Ariel Hawani as well. So he's a decent name. I can understand wrestling fans that don't watch UFC not knowing who he is, though. I can understand that. But uh, it's a decent size name. Uh, Gwen said, I give it 4.5, just below average for me. Nowhere near an 8. Uh, the match should be Finn versus AJ. That's the angle they've been working. Finn as uh, with friends like Finn, AJ doesn't need more enemies angle, says John. Uh, you could never replace uh, Luke Harper, said Jim. Um, but, but do you think DX promos are a slap to Billy Gunn? Uh, don't think so. No, I mean, like he's not included in them, but he's with AEW and, uh, uh, I don't think there's a way of getting him. They managed to get him for the hall of fame. I think that's, you know, that's a big deal going in the hall of fame. So they managed to get him for that. Um, and I think Tony was probably a bit nicer back then. I think Tony's become a little bit more bitter and uh, a little bit more um, disgruntled towards WWE since that Hall of Fame moment. So, you know, I could understand Billy asking if he could be available to go and be a part of that DX thing. And I could understand Tony Khan saying no this time. Because um, don't forget, last time he let him go, there was a little dig towards AEW. I mean, he let Billy go to that Hall of Fame thing. And Triple H took a, a shot at AEW during that. So I could understand Tony Khan being a bit like, well, I won't make that mistake again. So, yeah, I think, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that they're digs towards Billy Gunn. It's just a case that he can't be there. If he was a free agent, he'd be there. He'd be, he'd be able to go. Uh, I think the general consensus is we are responsible for our own cations. Cations? I don't know what that means. Uh, but, but Seth freaking Lopez is going to burn it down. Uh, BKS said everything has got meaning. No coincidences. Uh, right. Well, look, I think we're done. Uh, this is super late, much later than we normally finish. But obviously that's my fault for, uh, starting late. And I do apologize for that. Uh, I still wanted to make sure that I gave you a good full review. I wanted to make sure I gave you a good full white rabbit breakdown. I, I definitely done that. Uh, and I think we've done a good review as well. You know, any gaps that we had, I've tried to plug with uh, 411 Mania. So shout out to them. And obviously you guys let me know the bits you liked and the things you didn't like. Obviously, we can get more detail as we go forward with these reviews, go back to how they were with the pictures and all of that. We haven't abandoned that. It's just impossible to do at the moment what with the White Rabbit stuff. So, you know, look, we've got one more show to go. Smackdown where I think there'll be a white rabbit clue. 
And then after that, I think we're done with White Rabbit. I think we're done because we're all expecting this to be revealed on Saturday. So uh, I think then next week we can hopefully get back to normal with uh, how these reviews used to be. So, uh, yeah, thank you for bearing with us. Uh, thank you for sticking around and joining us. It is appreciated. Um, check out the White Rabbit video I did if you haven't yet because a lot of work went into that, a lot of time went into that, and um, it's, I think it's a really good video. So that's up on the channel now. Uh, obviously, we're back tomorrow for NXT. There'll probably be a White Rabbit video as we mop up anything else that needs mopping up. So uh, there'll probably be that as well tomorrow. So lots on the way as usual. So massive thank you to everyone that joined us. Appreciate the support as always. And uh, I will see you again next time. Bye for now. <laughs>